Hello there and welcome. From the Bray Seafront, south of Dublin, next to the Carousel, this is Living Large and Hard, Memories of Ireland. So sit back, get comfortable, cop on to yourself, you tick fucking bastards, and enjoy. Because here we go. Ahoy, motherfuckers. Thanks to Mick. There in Bray, the guy just comes on. Does his intro exactly the same every time. And he's gone. Uh, one time I'd like to have him stick around and say something other than what he says, but beyond that, let's get to this. This is Memories of Ireland Boats 3B. If you have not heard Memories of Ireland Boats 3A, I recommend you do so because this is different than 1 and 2 and A, part 3, because a whole nother thing and I did a lot of introductory stuff about uh, the barge trip in a third part of boats which is part of memories of Ireland and uh, let's get to it if you recall from a if you listen to that first which you should have which I just told you you should so you shouldn't still be listening if you didn't we were up in the River Barrow getting ready to head back because uh, it was about time to head back. We are going to head back. We left Tullamore, turned off before Dublin, went up the River Barrow waterway through the locks and the river there. And then we are going to go back down and go into Dublin. We had two weeks. Now, as a foreshadowing of things going wrong, if you remember in A... One of the things they taught me was never let go of the lock key. Which is a uh, piece of metal that zigzags, goes, let's just say, look up from left to right and then down and then left to right again with a socket on the end. And that's what you use to open and close the sluices and various other things. Like the lifting bridge. The one car lifting bridge uh, where the second X is miss. Second X, Mrs. Living Large and Hard, fell in the canal. It was used for that too. So, anyway, do not let go of the lock key. So, I was kind of captivated by that mill that I was talking about at the end of part A of Boats 3, and I flipped the latch back to let the sluice drop so that the water could fill the lock and I let go of the lock key and what happens is you've got this piece of metal with a metal door at the bottom uh, that goes up and down in slots to let the water in and out so when you when you crank it up there's the latch and the gearing so it goes tick 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 so you can like nothing happens when you to let it down, you flip that latch, and then you hold on, and it goes backwards. What I quickly found out was that if you don't hold on, the fucking thing just starts spinning like mad. Especially on this, this is a tall lock, I don't know, you know, 8 feet, 10 feet of, of water to let in. So the thing was taller than that, so a lot of metal, and it starts dropping fast. And I'm thinking, oh shit. If this thing flies off and goes into the lock, 
We're in the middle of nowhere. No cell phone. I'm going to have to go into the water in the lock. It's cold and dirty. And get the damn thing out because that's the only way we're going anywhere. So, being a genius, you know, genius enough to let go of the lock key. Uh, but thinking quickly, I stuck my forearm out while this thing's spinning. Piece of metal doing, I don't know, a billion RPMs. And used my forearm to stop it from spinning so it wouldn't fly off. And it hit with great force. And I'm quite surprised it didn't. Uh, there was a pretty good bruise, but it didn't break my arm. But it did stop the key from spinning and the sluice from dropping. And from there on, I never, ever let go of the lock key. Cranking up or down. Now, it all, like I said, that was a foreshadowing of things going to shit. So what happened was could not shut the engine off. So this diesel engine just running constantly, um, diesel fumes, which wouldn't have been at the end of the world, except the electricity wasn't charging. So the refrigerator quit working and it just laid in. Uh, we just bought a bunch of food. So beyond the perishables, there was other things, popcorn or pop maize as it's called. And things like that. So all that was worthless because the trip was over. Uh, but, you know, as soon as we got to a phone. Um, which I think was like two days later. Finally found a phone box. Anyway. So this thing's just running and running and running. Also, if you remember the macerating toilet. Basically a garbage disposal that spews your shit and piss and whatever else is in the toilet out in the canal, that thing wouldn't work. Yeah. So, started heading back. Had to find a, um, had to find a phone box. Anyway, we started heading back because, you know, things are going to shit. Um, we went back through Carlo and came out of the river into the Carlo system, the locks there. And basically, I just grabbed the key and ran it and made sure all the locks were open. And then she pulled the, the barge in. And if they weren't open, I would get them open. Most of them were good to go. So we got through Carlo really quickly. And, um, and to get actually out of the Barrow system and back in the canal sucked there was people that had gone before and you know i asked them if the lock getting back into the canal was open and they said yes because they'd left it open and what you had to do was pull into the river which was going with a very strong current from as you look out from the front of the boat from the left to the right and you had to get pretty much straight across that and then up against the mooring for that lock, which was a tall one, while fighting the current, and go from there. Pull out, expecting to see the lock door 
open the locked door is closed because there were kids fishing there and for some reason they thought the locked door had to be closed to catch more fish made no sense so pulled out went upstream under a bridge back around tried to just stick it against the land itself and jump off and I was going to run and open the lock uh, while the boat was moored there and then come and then pull it in and um, that didn't work couldn't stick it there there was a pony so that was nice could not get the because of the current which is pushing from behind at this point couldn't get the boat to stay I don't think I told it to. Maybe that would have worked if I just would have said, you know, put my hand to stay. I'm sure I said, why won't this fucking boat just fucking stay here? That I probably said. The boat probably didn't appreciate it. Therefore, it became impossible to stick it there. And finally, I just said, fuck it. Cranked up the throttle. And headed for the mooring. And in the best bit of boatery on the entire trip... I uh, cut across. I went, well, now I'm going with the current, which makes things tricky in its own way. And remember, this thing is flat, so it doesn't want, it doesn't necessarily have any desire to go straight in the least. It's going to go wherever it goes. Wind would blow it, currents would take it. But anyway, I just floored it and kind of headed right straight for the mooring, which is a dock for those of you who aren't uh, skilled boatsmen like myself, and kicked it sideways at the very end, managed to get the front up against it, and you know she was up there, tossed a rope over, and then I cranked the rudder around, still had it floored, and got the back end around. It was, I was amazed at my luck at pulling this off. So then we had that. And then that was another bit of white knuckling. So we finally got to a place where there was a phone box. Called the boat hire company. This was one weekend, one week of the two. And they came the next day of us sleeping on this boat with all the diesel fumes and a toilet filled to the top. And took us back to Tullamore. Um, got back to Tullamore, stayed, uh, got us into a, a nice bed and breakfast. When we'd go to walk into town, their dog would come out from nowhere, this little, little wise ass mutt and walk us to town. And then it would get to a certain point and it would turn around and go back. And I was like, yep, how you doing? Um, stopped for lunch. Man heard the accent and uh, asked what part of the states we were from. He's like, oh, I was in Philadelphia. Yeah, my wife knew Princess Grace, Grace Kelly. He said, you must come around afterwards and visit our museum. And I went, yeah, sure. Got nothing else going on. So went to lunch, went back to the B&B, catch up on our sleep without the smell of shit, piss, and diesel fumes, and then went to the museum. I remember it was right before closing time. And went through that, and then we went down to the pub in the museum 
handily enough. And the barman said, oh, you must be the people from Philadelphia. I said, yeah, close. And he said, first round's on Tommy. I went, huh? And he goes, puts his thumb over it, and there's the guy from lunch. I guess he was uh, quite the Tullamore booster. So everybody knew Tommy. So I talked to him a bit more, and then we lit out for uh, some more pubs. And got more pubs. And anyway, we were walking back late. I think we'd closed the pub, so it would have been after midnight, kind of drizzly out. And walking back to the B&B and someone's standing on the sidewalk and waving. And I look behind, nobody's there. Wave back, walk up. Oh, it was a barman from like the second bar earlier in the day. Being, you know, hey, how are you guys doing? You see, oh, so you haven't made your escape yet? And I'm like, no, nope, we're still here. Um, I think we spent three days, two nights. Sounds about right. Nice place, Tillamore. There was a rail strike coming. Nobody was exactly sure when the strike was going to make the place stricken. So, I mean, I would have happily stayed longer, but the rail strike was coming, so went down and bought some train tickets. Took the train to Dublin, where there was a bus strike, so we had to walk from the rail, the light, that wasn't even the light rail, from the regular train, we had to take our shit and walk to the DART, the Dublin Area Rapid Transit, to take that to Bray. Because some things were on strike and some things weren't, and you didn't know when any of them were going to or maybe not going to. So then we took the, the DART down to Bray, home of Mick, who you're introducing these things, these memories of Ireland. And there we ran into the Welshman, which I will cover in pubs, because that's a whole, that's a whole nother fucking thing, man. Um, if you already heard the pubs part, which may, I haven't done it yet, done them, there's at least two parts. There's possibly, more than likely, three parts, because believe it or not, a lot of my trips, my seven trips to Ireland involved being in pubs. But the Welshmen were, uh, oh, they were wonderful. Which brings me to the highlight of the barge trip, other than the boat itself. And that would have been, um, I, I don't know. I can't remember the name of the place. I was going to look it up before I did this, and I forgot. We were in some town, and there was a, there was a double lock in front of where I put the boat. Double locks are difficult. If you leave the wrong sluice open, all you're doing is draining water out the bottom. So I figured I'd tackle that in the morning. Little did I know. So we go to the pub and we just wanted it. We just sat away from the bar, sat at a table, got dinner. And um, more and more people kept coming in. And it was obvious there was good times to be had there was a guy that people were calling spud um spud was wasted and spud remained wasted the entire night but he never got any drunker uh 
than the really wasted that he was at the beginning of the night. So that was quite a feat. But at one point, Spud fell in a coal bucket on his way to the uh, to the bog, to the to the jacks, to the bathroom, and when he came out, when he got his ass out of the coal bucket, he threw some coal at somebody. But it was all it was all good natured. So uh, yeah, we're sitting there, and me being me, I was kind of you know wanting to join the fun, but there was nowhere up at the bar. But the people kept looking over at us, and then they waved us up, like, come on, come on up here, come on up. And up to the bar we went. At some point, early-ish in the evening, uh, second ex-Mrs. Living Large and Hard fucked off back to the boat. I hung on, and um, Spud's birthday continued to pace. I bought some rounds. We had a nice chat. Uh people started singing man people in Ireland know every fucking song there is and they told this guy farmer they go farmer go get your pipes now these would be Ullian pipes these aren't bagpipes bagpipes are Scottish guys who wear who are cross dressers who wear skirts those are Scotsmen those aren't Irishmen Ullian pipes are smaller than bagpipes are they less shrieky debatable higher pitched so I kept telling farmer go get his pipes um someone had a set of spoons but they're the kinds of spoons that people play I guess professional grade spoons Uh, there was a harmonica and then uh, they kept chiding farmer to go get his pipes go get his pipes so he left to go get the pipes I said why do you call him farmer is he a farmer no was he a farmer? Ah, uh, no. Is his name Farmer? Ah, uh, no. Just always called him Farmer. All right, fair fucks to you. So, Farmer comes back. We got this lady that can really sing. There's spoons. Um, playing the spoons. There's the harmonica. There's Farmer with his pipes. Uh, Spud still wasted, but joining in the fun. Uh, people, you know, I, I'm not singing. Because... <laughs> I don't know the words to anything. Twinkle, twinkle, little shit. I don't, what, how's that song go? But, man, oh man, just uh, the bonhomie and camaraderie, which the Irish are known for. You know, as, as long as you're willing to hang out, have a good time, not be a dick. Well, that works for most of the world, you know, when you go there. And even here in the States. Just don't be a dick. Anywhere. Why be a dick? But, oh, great time, great time. Um, When I woke up the next day, surprised to be on the boat, and not remembering how I got on the boat, because to get on the boat was a bit of a... where it was moored, because you have the bumpers, those rubber things on the side, so you don't, you know, smash the shit out of the boat. It was a bit of a jump and over a rail and this kind of thing, but I guess my uh, drunken athletic prowess was at its height, or they walked me there. I'm not really sure. But I was very glad when I came out of the bedroom and looked up front, because I really didn't want to tackle that double fucking lock. It was the only one on the whole thing. Um, there was a lock keeper, 
so the word must have gone out that uh there's a boat you know there's a boat there or he just noticed but thank fuck he was there because like i said there's a whole there's this thing i practice with to do the locks real you know this is the year 2000 the, and the graphics for this thing were done in the early 90s so i'm doing it on the computer online but even that just open this close this open this. I, I i kept fucking the double lock up where there's just water pouring out so the top lock never fills so i was not looking for that but lo and behold there was a lock tender the only one we'd seen since the beginning i mean this was still on the way up before the motor wouldn't shut up or shut off and before the toilet was full of shit and basically that's it for boats 3b the barge trip um wouldn't recommend it for your first second or third trip to ireland if you had a bunch of people it could be good i'd say yeah that could be good but you're not going to see any sights really and it's such a slow pace uh, it's a fantastic time it really is if you're if you've seen a lot of stuff in ireland uh by the way hello to my occasional listener in dublin yes i tell people don't bother going to dublin unless you're into the history of it all he may she may beg to differ and feel free to if you do occasional listener in dublin send me a or anyone else get a hold of me through soundcloud dm me living large and hard on instagram you can use messenger micro max marvin on facebook x-i-t-f-e-r brains at gmail shit for brains at gmail you can email me with critiques with praise oh i love praise oh i need so much of it i'm so desperate for praise but thanks for listening and there's also what planes there's cars i've covered those things uh three different well no there's four different boat trips then we'll get to pubs and i got a feeling that's going to be at least three uh thanks for listening to any of these if you like them throw a link to somebody else please and as always from high above route 309 here in allentown pennsylvania from the skybox let's listen to some traffic what i'm gonna do is uh i'm gonna open the window get that traffic noise nice and loud bye bye now <laughs>